Hey guys, it's Josh, and welcome to the Not So Bad Bachelor Pad, where me and my guests help you level up your life for everything sex, relationship, and pleasure-based. So come on in, have a seat, and let's get into it. Hey guys, it's Josh, and welcome back to the Not So Bad Bachelor Pad. Joining me today is Jen Schulter. Hey Jen, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Hi Josh, thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Jenny, Jennifer Schrutter, and I'm originally from Germany. I was born and raised there. Then I went to LA when I was 19 by myself to study and to then later work there. And when I decided my work didn't fulfill me anymore and stuff kind of went downhill in my personal life, my friend said, hey, you should do a hypnosis session with my hypnotherapist. And I was like, um, okay, let me try that. <laughs> and after that session, I actually decided to quit my job and travel the world while working online. And I've been doing that for the last five years. So now I've kind of settled in Cape Town and I work as a hypnotherapist myself because hypnosis has helped me so much with um, all kinds of things. That's amazing. The fact that I know everybody talks about doing it, just packing up one day and just traveling, but you actually did it. That had to have been like nerve wracking at first probably for you. So for me, traveling the traveling itself wasn't nerve-wracking. For me, it, the nerve-wracking part was um, just being on my own while, you know, working for myself. That was more nerve-wracking than the traveling part because um, growing up in Europe, you're kind of used to traveling and it's very common. I know in the States it is not. Um, so the, the nerve-wracking part was really for me having my own business, being responsible for making my own money and being responsible for myself. That was nerve-wracking. <laughs> but packing up my bags, I was just like, yeah, I've done it before. You know, I, I went to LA at 19 and um, left my life in Germany behind and then I did it again. So that was actually not so scary. And it's, um, yeah, but the, the business part was scary, definitely. All right, second time's the charm, I guess. Your whole story is amazing. I just want to say kudos to you for that. Like, I'm so envious when I like, I kind of read her, her backstory a little bit before we had her on, guys. And I was just thinking, I was like, could like I would just love to do that. Just go somewhere, start fresh, and just see if I could make it on my own to like my own merit, you know. And she has done that. How long have you been in uh, Cape Town for a while? Like uh, six years, you said? Or um, so no, so I've been traveling for um, five years, but then I only always in the summertime, like Cape Town summer, which is like December, January. Yeah, it's on the other side. I came here since 2017, every single summer. And then now I was like, you know, I want to settle here. I want to be here. I found my man here. So it's like everything worked out. And now I just want to stay here and make it happen that I can stay here. Actually, That's amazing. And that kind of led me into my next question. I was going to ask, we always like to ask, what is your relationship status? Are you a bachelorette? But it looks like you are off the market right now. I am. I am. <laughs> well, Congratulations for that too. Um, finding your best partner, your like ideal match is something that we all, everybody tries to do from like the minute we start dating as teenagers, we're like, I'm going to find my person. I'm going to find my soulmate. Um, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today, guys. Uh, Jenny's here to kind of help us manifest our dream partners because I don't know about you, but I've been out there looking, not looking. And then some idle moseying around in between. <laughs> so maybe uh, it's time for me to get a little bit of help. Yeah, so you you can definitely manifest your your dream partner. I manifested mine. Like I, I 
literally wrote a list with um, two pages, two pages long, with um, personality traits, with um, what's the word? Exterior traits, like what he's going to look like. I made a list with what I'm going to feel like in the relationship. And 99% of the two-page list came true. And then 100% of that list, what I want to feel like in the relationship came also true. So it's been a blessing. And it really, you know, like so many people, they go, they lower their standards. They're just like, okay, you know, I'm at 80%. The rest is going to be fine. The 20%, blah, blah, blah. But man, no, like you can just shoot high, shoot for those 99% because it really can become true. That's, and you can have everything that you want. That's what they say. They like say shoot for the sun because if you, you miss, at least you're among the stars. Um, yes. And I, we talk about that all the time, um, not settling, knowing our worth. When we go out there and look for people because forever is a long time. So you might as well try to be happy in that, in that time period. Um, yes. So... Sorry, sorry. Um, so when we say manifest our dream partner, I know you're saying don't lower your standards, but what all does that entail? That entails especially how I would say how you want to feel. Um, because my standards, <laughs> I didn't have any standards. <laughs> when I was like, you know, when I was, when I was like 19 to 24, whatever, I didn't have any standards. Like guys would cheat on me. They would lie to me. They were alcoholics. Uh, they were in gangs. It was like, it was the lowest standards that anybody could have. And for me to have come that far, like I had like a, I had a moment where I was like, okay, I'm never going to get cheated on again or lied to again or whatever. And that moment was like in 2013. And since then I didn't date any guys that were um, you know, with these low standards, but or, or that were really toxic. But then I started dating unavailable guys who were emotionally or physically unavailable because they were in another country or because they were just not ready or whatever. And so your standards are really how you want to be treated. Meaning, if you want to be treated like a king, if you want to get flowers all the time, or if you just want to be loved and cared for and if you want to get that morning text hey good morning or that good night text or whatever if you want to um you know if you want to have somebody that is going to support you in anything that you want even though they're not of the same opinion or not of the same belief that you have but they're still going to say hey baby i love you i want the best for you i'm going to support you these are um standards that you can have and that are going to come true because there's really incredible people out there and also people who have worked through their trauma already so that you're not going to be, they're not going to project their trauma onto you, their past relationship trauma, their trauma with their parents, uh, trauma with their whatever happened in their past, right? So somebody who's already worked on themselves and who's really emotionally ready and available and who's also be, like for me as a woman, it was important to have somebody who has sisters and a good relationship with his mom because somebody who has really a great relationship with the female um with the female members of his family i love that because he i know that he will understand me as a woman and he will be very um sensitive i would say to what what i want and sensitive you know when i when i'm on my period or something when i have all this woman stuff going on then i really know that he has this um, strength to be there for me and he's going to be there for me without me having to be like talking to my girlfriends or being ashamed of it or whatever it is you know right 
And you said something there that I, I've started to realize kind of on my own uh, along this self-development journey um, and trying to, I guess, manifest my ideal partner too, is that you need somebody who started to process their trauma because what I ran into and which I try to avoid now is being a therapist. I mean, being a partner rather than a therapist. I was like, as much as you can care about somebody, I was like, our relationship can't be built on the fact that I helped you through this trauma, this trauma, you know, because I don't want to set the wrong standard for us, you know, um, or I don't want it to be because I helped you through this hard time that you miss mistake that for actual um, intimacy or connection. Absolutely. And here's a very, um, very good tip on how to differentiate that. So if you ask your partner, you know, like, what do you love about me? And if they mention only things like, oh, you know, you've helped me, you make me feel like this, they're always coming back to them and not to you. They don't say, hey, I love that you're funny. I love that you're caring. I love that you're this and this and this, but they always include me. And that's a, that's a really good um, point on how to differentiate. Do they love what you do for them or how you've helped them or do they actually love you? And then also um, for us as people who are, who have this gift of, you know, being a therapist or helping people or, you know, just like changing people's lives as coaches or whatever, right? We always want to do that, but we have to be really careful that we actually um, don't do that because they're not our clients. Like our partners are not our client. Our partners are not, um, they're not supposed to be our clients. They're, they're not supposed to, you know, take all the help from us that they that they can get because it's what we do as a job. But in a relationship, you want to be in a relationship. You don't want to have another client to work on or something. So we also have to watch ourselves. And also we have to watch ourselves because if we always want to take away from their pain, if we always want to help them, then what do we love about them? Do we love that we can help them and that we've changed their lives or do we actually love them the way they are and the way they they are to us right now rather than us loving the version of themselves that they're going to become, their, their potential of what they're going to become? And that's, that's one thing that I often struggle with is I would say uh, broken people attract broken people in the sense that when we have these insecurities or pain. Sometimes we look out for a person who also has that shared pain or they need us to help heal them. So we feel like we're needed. Like I said, that's not really a foundation for a relationship, uh, at least not a healthy one, in my opinion. Not at all. Yeah. Um, So do you think that our baggage sometimes hinders us from actually finding our, our best partners? If we let it, we have to make the conscious decision to say, no, my baggage will not hold me back from finding love. I've had, you know, I've had to overcome so many things from my past, from my parents, from their relationship, from my past guy relationships. But I've never, ever said that because of that, I will not find a partner. I always knew, like I always felt it in my heart. I was like, I'm going to find that partner that is going to be everything that I've ever wanted. And I never gave up. It took me 32 years, but I never gave up. And I know there's guys out there, you know, who are older. Um, but I always believed that 
I was going to get to that point at some point. And I, I just, I just said, okay, you know, I'm going to work as, I'm, I'm still not perfect. I still haven't worked through everything, of course. So you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to work through everything, but you have to have a, a good start, a solid foundation. And you have to be aware of your emotions and your triggers when that you're bringing into the relationship. Nothing's going to be perfect in the relationship, but you have to, you can be to, to make it as perfect as possible. You can be aware of your past triggers and of the triggers that you have now, for example, and of everything that you have not worked through. And then you can find a way with that person to, to deal with that. We talked about this last week, guys, um, just being mindful of ourselves. There's so much self-work that goes into having a healthy relationship. So if you're not really like, like Jenny was saying, if you're not really being mindful of your triggers or your partner's triggers, and you're just kind of on autopilot, I don't think you'll really sustain long um, as a bachelor or in a relationship. Um, because even when you're starting something new with somebody, you have to be present and engaging uh, every day, trying to kind of better yourself or not, not better yourself, but um, improve that, uh, that teamwork or the relationship. Like I said, relationships take work, which is uh, exactly. something, yeah. Which is something that, like, I don't, sorry. <laughs> go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, they said they take work as, and I, I know, because, like, I feel like all the time on the media, we, we see that, like, it seems so effortless. So when we try to do it, we're like, why does it, why was it so easy for them, but not for me? Is this really the right person? Yes, like, work doesn't have to be hard work or necessarily a bad thing. Um when you're trying to make things work. Exactly. And I, I read a really great quote by Jay Shetty's wife. Um, I forgot her name, but she said that he always reminds her that it's you and me against the issue and not you and me against each other, which I thought was really beautiful and really powerful. I mean, this is something that like I've loved about the show is there are so many simple moments that are beautiful and take me to the next level uh, as a person. And that's one of them. Like I said, so many people think like when you have an issue or you, you're fighting, that it's me versus you when it's really, hey, there's a problem and it should be both of us trying to solve this problem or to get rid of this problem. Not that I'm actually trying to attack you, your character or you like hurt you emotionally. Absolutely. And I, I, I've listened to your show, uh, a little bit. One of the more recent episodes that really have st stuck out with me was I think you did not too long ago. It was like stop chasing and start attracting. Play like I listened to that like twice. I think in the past week. I think that's a mentality that at least I don't know a lot of people who have that mentality in their personal lives and their professional lives. Like we're always, you know, trying to chase things down and worry about the things that we like we're missing to try to solve that rather than appreciate what we do have and make that work. Exactly. And we also, we think we have to do, 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 rather than be. And the great uh, quote here is like, we're human beings, not human doings. And so many people think if they don't do, then they will never have. But the secret is really to be and to be that person that has these things already um, rather than doing, doing, doing to get to where you want to be. Because life is not meant to 
be done. It's meant to be enjoyed, right? <laughs> yes. We um we had a guy on about a week ago. His name was Philip, and he said his word for this year was rejoice. He was just pretty much just like just be happy in the moment that we're in instead of trying to create all these other big moments or worry about things that haven't happened yet. Just be happy uh, that you've made it this far, you know? Absolutely. And that's funny because my word also, my words also, they were joy and play. And my man's name means rejoice uh, in his language. Oh, that's so <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's just joy and play because we forget that we forget that so often. Yeah, we were talking about just uh, like finding that inner child in you, because um, I, I feel like once we rediscover our youth, so to speak, we become happier. Because like as a kid, we only do things that really bring us enjoyment, or we find people like us to kind of play with, um, you know, because they 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 make us the happiest, but. In adulthood, we we think we have to find all these traits in a partner. Like they have to be super quote unquote successful, or they need to have this, that, and the other thing. When really, I was like, it should be as simple as find somebody who makes you happy, right? Yeah, find somebody who makes you happy and who makes the daily routines to fun to be with. Like you know, when you cook together, or when you clean together, when you do things together that are you have to do daily, not only like. You know, the vacations are fun, but no, the daily life is fun. Right. I also, I always say this, like when I'm starting to date somebody um, is we have to be able to be bored together. And they're like, what? I was like, it's easy on an anniversary or a holiday or a vacation to be happy, have fun, you know, remember why you started dating this person in the first place. But how do you handle a normal Tuesday when... We're just in sweatpants on the couch. We have work to do or we just, you know, it's raining outside. So we're just watching some Hulu or Netflix. Like, can, can yeah. we do that? Exactly. Yep. You mentioned earlier that you like made a two page list of all the traits that you were like looking for in a person. How did that come about? Did you just like have like an aha moment or like a brainstorming session? Um um, no, so I, I've been knowing about manifestation and I've made this list before. So I'm aware that, you know, like whatever you want from the universe, um, you can just ask and it is given, so to say. Um, but there's some things that you have to, have to also remember. It's not just writing the list, but for me, it was really writing that list last year in, I think it was July or June and then just forgetting about it. Because I literally forgot all about it. I didn't touch it. I didn't look at it. And on the second day that I met my man, I read that list to him. And he was like, oh, my God, do you recognize me? And I was like, yeah, do you recognize yourself? He was like, yeah. So it was crazy. But the, the most important part was that I, that I had to let go, that I couldn't, like, you know, I couldn't be focused on, on it. I couldn't be like, ah, oh, yeah, I want this. I want this. This person doesn't have this. This person doesn't have this. Blah, blah, blah. So I literally forgot about it. And then... When I was dating, I just enjoyed the dating process. And I was like, okay, this guy has this, but not this. Yeah, and, and I had this in my mind. So I was like, okay, this guy is not the one. And I had that feeling, of course. You know, I had that feeling that this guy was not the one I'm going to end up with. Um, but then when I met this guy, my current man, I said, like, there were no red flags. There, were, there was not a feeling in my gut that was like, ah, 
he doesn't have this or no, maybe not, da, 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 but there's only knowing that this is the person for me. And that's also really important when you, you know, like when, like I said in the beginning, like 80%, Mm, 80% isn't it. If you want 100% or 99%, then you go for it because that's what you deserve. And if you ask the universe for it, then it will give it to you. But maybe in some time when you have also worked on yourself. And at the time I met him, um, we were both very comfortable with our own lives, like being by ourselves, um, you know, doing what we do. And just we, we just were comfortable and we were shining our brightest, so to say. And, and that's when we met. And because if you, if you don't, I also, I always want to say, it's like, if you don't, if you're not comfortable with yourself, if you don't shine at your brightest, you will not probably recognize that person and they will probably not recognize you because you're not on the same wavelength. And that's something that I'm starting to, to develop, or maybe I'm overdeveloping. I'm starting to get too comfortable with myself and being alone, which may not be a bad thing. I feel like society always pushes us so often to hurry up and find our partners and like get married and like have kids. Like I feel like we're always on this fast track schedule when really sometimes I feel like even though I'm looking, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm always actively looking, but I am open to um, finding my partner. Um, I don't like to be in the passenger seat. Uh, I'm the driver in that, but also I feel like, the time we spend by ourselves improving or developing um, into our next stage is important. Um, I agree. Yeah. It's very important. And it's very important that you are um, comfortable by yourself because then you don't need anybody, but you will want somebody like that feeling of wanting somebody to be in your life rather than like, Oh, I need this person to make me happy or I need this person to, pay my bills or I need this person to do X, Y, Z, that's not a foundation that's going to work <laughs> because what if they lose everything or what if they're not going to make you happy because they're not happy themselves. So you really need to be comfortable by yourself because you need to know how to make yourself happy because what happens if your partner eventually will be going through a phase where they're unhappy, where they're not happy with themselves or with their job or whatever, then you cannot take on the energy of your partner or you can, you can only be there for them when you shine your brightest, when you know how to make yourself happy. That's when you can be there for them and that's when you can really strengthen them. Wow. I, I agree. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Jenny. And we're back, guys. Still here with Jenny. She didn't go anywhere. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't take a small little trip over across the sea to... Uh, to Africa. No, um, but as we were kind of talking about um, where you were saying that, you know, we we can't really, need, we shouldn't need a partner. We should want them. It makes so much sense. And I agree with that for this reason. When we become too dependent, we like, we should never be dependent necessarily on a person. We can depend on people, but when we like use people as a crutch, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. What's really the the basis of our relationship? Is it I care about you or you're just fulfilling a need that I have? Because I feel like there's a really big difference. Absolutely. There is. <laughs> should always be wanting, not needing. <laughs> exactly. Like, like we need to eat vegetables, true. But like, I like that I like want a piece of cake every now and then, you know, I was like, I don't need this cake, 
it's just nice to, to have. But no, uh, that, that was kind of spurring me into this quote I heard the other day. And I think it, it fits perfectly to this situation that love doesn't wait for you to be ready. We spend so much time trying to constantly improve ourselves, improve ourselves, improve ourselves. Uh, but like you were saying, it's like we are human beings. So we should just be happy with who we are and know that we're enough and we deserve our success. We deserve love. We deserve the quality of life that we desire. And, and we've always deserved it. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, <laughs> go. Ahead. go no. Uh, like, yeah. And um, there are so many times I think I don't like I reject I reject people's love because I feel like I'm not ready or I'm not in a good spot. But I was like, just because we're not ready doesn't mean that somebody's not ready to love us for flaws and all. Yeah, I agree. And I, I also, when I was, um, before I met my man, I told the universe, you know what, I'm 95% ready. And <laughs> sure enough, at my 95% ready, that's when I met him. But it was fine. And um, obviously, we're both still growing and we will always grow. But um, by being, um, and by knowing that we're enough for the other person, with our flaws and with everything and, you know, with us feeling down at some point or sometimes or whatever, by us still feeling enough and still being confident in ourselves that, yes, we still deserve the love from the other person, even though we may have a down day or a down phase even, or we may not be perfect, we still deserve the love. And that's really important because so many times it's people have been told that they're not enough in their childhood, people think they're not enough, but... When you think about it, a tree that is in the forest, right? It never, ever, ever thinks about, oh, you know what? I don't feel like, I don't feel enough for the sunshine, for all the sunshine I'm getting. I don't feel enough for all the nutrients that I'm getting from the ground. I don't feel enough for all the rain that I'm getting. <laughs> so we're part of nature too. We are part of nature as our trees. We just have a brain that makes us think that we're not enough. But in reality, we've always been enough. Or we've not been enough at all because like the concept of enoughness, who, who came up with that? Like who says that this is right, this is true? That the enoughness is just it's just it's not even true. It's just we are and therefore we are enough, so to say. But at the same time we are not enough because enough is just a human concept. It's not how nature works. Right. It's it's like we're always trying to either validate or invalidate something. Um like 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 you were saying, like this tree, it just it just is what it is, and it doesn't try to be anything else, and it doesn't like shrink and like hide itself from the sun. It's like, no, I only get like two hours of sunlight. That's all I deserve. You know, I'm I'm not doing enough. I'm not working enough. It's it's like no, I'm I'm gonna get all the hours of the sun, and the moon. You know, I'm gonna take this breeze. You know, it, it never tries to limit itself. Exactly, there are no limits. Listen, oh, limitless. You hear that, guys? We are limitless beings, okay? Uh, and the next time you stop and smell the roses, just remember, if it was good enough for, if if the roses were good enough for you to stop and smell them, that means that you're good enough for somebody to stop and appreciate you. Um, so I'm just going to ask you one more question, and then we're going to kind of go into our, like, ending icebreaker session that we always do uh, at the end of the show. And that question for you, uh, Jenny, is 
do you ever feel like, well, it's, it's so hard to, I always hate asking questions about like the future or like eternity because we never know what's going to happen five, five minutes from now. Um, but we're pretty confident that we'll like, we'll continue to feel the same until something big happens. Do you ever, how do you know when you necessarily attract the right person or if you, have you ever been to that point where you think you've, you've been with the, you're with the right person and then something happens. I know we were talking about earlier how you said, I'm never going to be cheated on again. And then you just haven't had that. How did you, how do you like exit that stage when you're like, you know what? I thought this was my person, but it's not. So, um, people, you know, like people who are in like happy marriages or whatever, like, you know, happy marriages, the ones that are, um, good marriages, let's say healthy, let's say healthy, not, of them, not all of them are always happy, but let's say they're healthy, healthy right. relationships, marriages, people say when you know, you know, and that feeling, I've never had that before except with this man, like I can completely say that, like when people, people it say it's cliche or whatever, but when you know, you know, that's just how it is, and then with the other guys that I used to date, I definitely... I had a feeling, I had a little gut feeling that told me either like, okay, this is a red flag or like, yeah, he may not be the one you're going to end up with or always this little niggling voice that I sometimes ignored and some sometimes, of course, I was like, oh yeah, you know, he's, he's it or whatever, but no, like with this man, nothing, 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 nothing that told me any, that there's any red flag or that he's not um, going to be with me or whatever. And then also I had an, an angel reading with my friend where she told me, uh, where the angels told me, he's going to be like this, this, and this, and you're going to have this kind of problem and your business is going to soar when you meet him. Everything came true. So it, it was even like the universe will give you signs, whether it's when you speak to angels, whether it's when you choose the word joy for your year and my man's name is freaking rejoice. Like the universe will give you signs if you watch out and if you are aware of the signs and if you take the signs of science. So that's how you can know also. That's a way of knowing kind of, but obviously anything can change at any moment in time. But for now, that's how I can know. Nothing is ever completely certain, of course, but right. for now that's how I can know. <laughs> well, like I said, that's, I know that's reassuring for me that I'll just know one day. Um, I feel like some I more often have the feeling of not knowing than knowing. Uh, I know that this when I'm like with certain people, I'm just like I enjoy this person. I like them. They're really nice. They're great, but it's just never like mm, you know. It just never feels like it's the perfect fit, you know. Yeah. And so I think so many times we say this is good enough. But really, I was like, we, we don't want good enough. We don't deserve good enough. We deserve, this is this is it. You know, I'm not going to say perfect because there are very few things that are actually perfect in life. But there's a lot of things that it's just, mm, this is it. Or I couldn't ask for more. That's, that's what I want to say. We deserve, I couldn't ask for more. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so we've we've kind of reached the end of the show, guys, and you know what that means. It is time for questions of the day. It's the reverse icebreaker, as I call it. Um, we do it at the end instead of the beginning. Just 
because I think it's fun. <laughs> so, Jenny, I'm going to ask you five questions uh, about relationships. And I just want to kind of see where you stand on these topics. First question, what is one of your biggest turn-ons? I know this is right up your alley since you've found your optimal partner right now. You know what it is? It's kindness. Like if you are kind and if you treat every person and every animal with the same kind of love, that is a big turn-on for me. Kindness and love. Like if you can show that to any person, like to a waiter, to a security person, to a housekeeper, but at the same time to a prince, to a person like me, to any person, if you can treat them the same way, and if you can be as kind as possible with, with these people the same way, then that is that turns me on. <laughs> okay. And then we're going to flip that coin. What's a major turnoff for you? Uh, is lying. Lying. Fair enough. You can't really build anything on um, distrust. Um, no. it's, not, it's not solid. Uh if you could go back in time and tell yourself one piece of advice about relationships, what would that be? Um, keep going. You're going to find the person that's meant for you and don't lower your standards. Listen, um, and that's just not even about relationships. That's just about life. Um, so many times I feel like we're like, we've been doing this forever and we get defeated and we like almost give up. But it's like right when you're about to give up, if you just take one more step, you're going to cross the finish line. Yeah. At least mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's my mentality going into the day. It's like, I've been doing this so long. Do I have to do this one more time? And it's like, yes, we have to do this one more time. We're almost there. We're getting closer and closer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's one aspect uh, that you think you can improve on as a partner? struggling with is not taking on my partner's energy so I can really improve myself with shining brighter so that I can that way give back to him when he's not in a good state and that's such a crucial thing uh, I feel like when we're in any type of relationship is we truly want to match our partner's energy but I don't think we want to take on somebody else's energy you know, I was like, I want to be excited when you're excited. I want to be as happy as you are. But when you are feeling down and depressed or you're struggling with something, I don't also want to feel like I'm in the dumps. I, I want to be able to have that shield or security around my energy where I can then try to not necessarily bring you up, but just be a better support for you. Absolutely. And then... Last question. Uh, this one's going to be off the top. I'm going to think of a really good one for you. Mm. Wow, we've just talked about so much. I don't know. What? You know, I was like, what? Why try to? I was like, you know what? Why try to force it? Why try to actually quantify five? You know, uh, let's I think four is good today. Uh, they were great answers to good questions. You've given us so much to think about. At least you've given me so much to think about. And I just want to say thank you. Um, I know that 
scheduling is super hard for somebody, especially like when you're not in the same time zone, but you made it work. So I appreciate that. And I think you made it work more than me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's true. You know what? I, I always feel like you have to be willing to meet the other person halfway. So if I had to get up a couple hours early today and do this, it was a thousand percent worth it. I'm manifesting my dream podcast and you were a part of that. (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me on. Of course. Now, before we let you go, I'm going to give you a chance. Uh, You kind of told us about yourself at the beginning, but tell us where we can find you um, for everybody who's listening and wants to know more about manifestation. So you can find me at uh, Mind Your Subconscious on Instagram and on Facebook or um, my name. And you can also find me on YouTube under my name. And what I have on all channels is basically tips on manifestation, on hypnosis, on breathwork, and really how to manifest the life of your dreams. All right, Jenny. Like I said, thank you again. We appreciate you. Um, Hopefully you continue to excel and thrive, uh, not just in your relationship, but in your business as well. And guys, we will leave all of her info in the description below. So in case you didn't pick it up, you can still click it out. All right. For all you beautiful people, sorry, next Thursday.